EOTM Radio. Entrepreneurs on the move. Reshape the life for a better tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Steven's playing this big cookout, but we ain't got no money. 
said, I said, I got it, I got it. So we, uh, because they had already planned other events. So my brother had a, a, um, a cookout for his girlfriend for Mother's Day and her birthday and on Friday. And then Saturday I threw a cookout for uh, my mother and my my sister's husband's wife, I mean mother, and so and my sister. So it was like a Mother's Day thing. And so y'all had a cookout. Y'all had two cookouts on Friday and Saturday? They had, they had some on Friday, Saturday, and then on Sunday, my brother-in-law, who I'm telling he cooks, he can cook his butt off. He threw, he had a um, Mother's Day dinner. He had stuffed um, mushrooms with crab meat, um, chicken parmesan, uh, anything you think of Italian type, he made from scratch. And that's what I'm had on so Sunday. mad I didn't come with you. I didn't go with you. I know. And my mom, I would have been eating so bad. Like, yes. We ate good. We ate really good. So, you know, I'm back in the gym. I was about to say, I know you're back in the gym starving yourself this week. <laughs> I am. I am. So, um, but it was, a, it was a good weekend, you know, and my mom, you know, she and I had time just talking and everything. So it was really good and good to see her looking good because I hadn't seen her in a while. So, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but she looked really good. She sounded good. She's in good spirits. And um very excited about that. So, yeah, but I really enjoyed really the pictures you posted yeah. and, and, you know, seeing her and seeing the kids and everything, your family. So yeah. thanks for sharing that with us and, you know, continue to keep Stephen and his family in your prayers. I appreciate that. Thank you. I have support. a wonderful weekend. Week? Uh, Friday I hung yeah. out with the girls and Saturday I just took care of um I went and picked up my good yeah. deed of the month. I, I didn't say the week, yeah. but now I'm like the month. I picked up a few of my friends' kids for Mother's Day and kept them all day Saturday. And we I had a blast. We went and we picked up pizza. We went and got cupcakes. It was one of the little boys. It was his birthday, Joshua. And um, then we went to um, the Fun House. We wanted to go to Sky Zone, but Sky Zone was so busy, they needed an appointment. So um, they're going back this weekend. But we had a great time. I was I planned to go out Saturday, but after those kids, I was so tired. So it was Worn like, out, right? Um, right, right. I don't know how people do it on a day-to-day basis, but I was so tired. But they were a joy to have, and I really enjoyed them. Um, Sunday, I went to the gym, and, and that was about it. I just kind of just, you know, chilled and tried to relax. And my week was yeah. previous, previous to that was pretty busy, just trying to get things together. So, uh, But it was oh, a good yeah. weekend relaxing in today, continuing the same, you know, just trying to get myself together and, and another busy day. But, um, you know, things been really great. So thanks for asking. That's great. Always good to hear. Always good to hear. Well, um, I'm very excited. Before we go on to movie reviews, you know, um, I did a single a couple, actually about a year and a half ago, and I redid it and re-recorded some vocals um, last week. But my new single, Let You Go, featuring Nair Leone, he was um, previously known as Fat So Skinny. He was on our show before. He changed his name to his real name, which I always known him for over the years. It comes out May 21st, um, next Tuesday, so make sure you check it out. It's a hot song. It's a nice uh, summer song. It's funny. Miss Parker on Single Demile we're riding out. She says, why are you talking so much junk in this song? <laughs> it's a breakup <laughs> song. So um, you definitely want to check that out. Um, but it comes out. It's be on iTunes, Amazon. Where we can download it on uh, May 21st. So check that out. Um, but hey, huh? I said that's great. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, so before we, without me going on about myself, let me bring in uh, Chica and Adam. I know y'all are here. What's going on, guys? Hey guys. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? Happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's what's going on in the world of movies? Well, um, I'll, I'll start us off here uh, with um, Great Gatsby. I saw this weekend. Uh, that was the big release uh, for me this weekend. Done by Boz Lerman, who uh, you might remember from Romeo and Juliet back in the day, and Moulin Rouge. So same director, same kind of style. Um, the Great Gatsby is, you know, old story from the 20s, uh, classic novel, as you probably read in high school. But it follows the story about the narrator who comes to New York to work and he gets kind of involved in this rich lifestyle of um, the exorbitant, you know, everything's over the top and he meets this guy named Gatsby and we learn more about their story and it goes along to kind of um, what happens in his life and things like that. I really enjoyed it. Um, I remember the book vaguely, uh, so it doesn't follow the book. It follows the book for the most part, but, uh, you know, there's some things that, you know, the book goes in more detail with, but, um, it was a great joy. Leonardo DiCaprio did a great job as Gatsby. Um, you know, he always does a great job. Toby McGuire did fine as the uh, main character. So it was highly enjoyable for me. I definitely recommend if you haven't seen a, a movie yet, check it out. Okay. And I uh, finally had a chance to check out uh, Iron Man. I didn't see it when Adam saw it. Adam, you didn't tell me it was so long. Yeah, you know, I told you, uh, 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 you know, it's a little long for me. I'm liking, you know, I, I hate it when movies are over two hours without a good reason. Um, and that's one of those that they could have trimmed down in like 20 minutes. But, uh, yeah, what were your other thoughts? Um, it was pretty good. Um, I, I think this is the end for me. Uh, I don't want any more. And that's going to be like Avenger series type of movies, but I don't want to be Iron Man anymore. I'm good. Um, it's just my thoughts. I enjoyed the movie. It's a little long, but I, for me, I think they've exhausted this series. Not unless they're going to take it and go somewhere else with it. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, they kind of hit the uh, okay. kind of hit the pinnacle of the comic book movie, and it's turning into more of the comic booky style in a sense that you know they've kind yeah. of run out of the whole realistic side of things. Uh, that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, my second feature was Venus and Serena, the documentary. I was blown away. These girls are hustling workhorses. I knew about their story because I kind of, you know, grew up with them as kids, you know, watching them grow into their, you know, stardom. But, wow, like, wow. I didn't know that both of them had illnesses the way that they have. I think one has a heart condition and the other one has um some type of anemia, an autoimmune system situation. These girls, <laughs> I, I have to tip my hat off to them because the, the the sacrifices that they make in their own lives for them to achieve the superstardom in the world of tennis. These two women, I, I, I keep saying that I have to take my hat off to them. The documentary is, is very good. It's called Venus and Serena. It follows them um, in the growth of their career some of the stuff that they're doing uh, outside of the tennis world. And you have people like Anna Wintour and Bill Clinton and John McEnroe all come in and they're part of the cast and they talk about what they admire about these young women and their growth in the, the tennis world. So definitely, if you're into documentary films, this is definitely one to check out. If you're into tennis, it's another one for you to check out. I saw um, the preview. When, when is that coming out, Chike? It's out now. It's selected. Oh, okay. You probably have to to Google it to find it because it's it's released as an independent. So okay, 
you're probably going to have to go to your artsy fartsy movie house to go see it. But definitely, okay. if that's your twist, go check it out. I highly recommend it. You know what documentary I'm excited about? That Wiki Wiki Link documentary. Julia Absolutely, 
Adam, anything for you? Uh, yeah, you know, I saw finally the trailer to that uh, movie called Now You See Me, which uh, looks like it's magicians who kind of are robbing banks, if that um, sounds interesting. So it looks like, um, you know, there's a, kind of a crew of, I guess, FBI agents going after these these four magicians that are robbing banks, but no one knows how they do it because they're magicians. So it, it looks like kind of a fun little um, movie that should be kind of an exciting little suspense full of drama that's coming out at the end of the month. Uh, besides that, you know, the Star Trek movie coming out soon uh, looks good. And then Hangover 3, I finally saw the trailer to that, and that looks like it uh, has some good potential to make up for the second one. So um, definitely looking forward to those. All right. Well, listen, we'll definitely be uh, looking forward to hearing from you all next week for more uh, information on what's going on in movies. Y'all keep it real every week. So we appreciate y'all. Have a good have a good night. Chike, I know we'll see you in the next half hour. Half hour. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Hey, Ron. Sports. What's going on, man? Man. Yo. Hey, Ron. Hey. <laughs> good. Happy belated Mother's Day also. So let me get... Get that out Wake the way. up, man. Um, I know it's Yeah, it was good. Hey, hey. That's hey, what I'm talking about. What's going on? <laughs> man. Right now, as as far as with sports, man, um, it's pretty much done for the um, Bulls, man. The yeah. Heat blew them out tonight, so um, it's pretty much done. Um, heat. You know what, what it is? I just like... I like a competitive game. I don't like when when, right, yeah, when, when yeah. my teams are, are like blown out. It just irks me, man. It just pees me off. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of dis- disappointed with that. Yo, um, Tyson Champ, um, about the team's um, poor performance uh, against the uh, Pacers last last game. Um, you know, Tyson, Tyson, bro, you're a good player, really good player. But I don't think that you should call out players. I mean, those are those are your teammates, those are your boys. Right. Yeah, that's yeah you do that. Locker room, pull them, you know, you all can have like a team meeting or something, but to actually call players out, you know, um, in, an, in, in, in an interview or on, on camera or on the record, I just – don't think that's so cool. So anyway, um, Mello's kind of up, up, upset about it, and he said that he's going to um, have a one-on-one conversation with uh, Tyson Chandler to kind of, I guess, clear the air and, and see what's up with that. So I will be keeping yeah. up with that. Um, Venus, not Venus, damn, I'm sorry. Serena, there we go. Serena Williams, um, she is still number one. She, wow. She, she won, Yeah, she uh, won, won her um, – Latest um, tennis um, tennis match um, at the Madrid Open, so she is still number one. Number one and I heard she's one. the oldest player ever to be ranked number one. She is, yeah, which is oh. which is kind of shocking to me, yeah. At thirty two, yeah. At thirty two, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. So you know, ten years ago, being thirty two and uh, tennis was pretty much you know ancient. So yeah. big up, Serena. Thirty two, the new twenty two. In the world sure of sure is. It sure is. <laughs> I know, right, right, right. 
Right, right, exactly. In the world of everything, 32 is the new 22. Right, exactly. thank you. Uh, Charles Borsi has said recently he was on, he was talking with um, Dan Patrick of, at um, ESPN, I believe it's ESPN, um, and he pretty much said that he's played with um, plenty of gay players. So he's like, it's, 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 it's not an issue. He, he knows, you know, some um some um gay players and everything, and he thinks that it's not an issue. So, are oh, you talking about the um what's his name that came out? Jason Collins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. crazy because um Sean Marlins, if you know about him on Hot uh was the one hundred five in New York, he said the Breakfast Club. He said, I don't understand why. There has to be this grand announcement when someone comes out as a gay in 2013. Is it really that serious? You know what I mean? And I think right. that why is an issue? You know what I mean? We're, we're not here to recognize him for what he does in his bedroom. We're here to recognize him for what he does in the court. You know what I mean? So why does it have to be this big? I don't, you know what I'm saying? This was Do you done. agree with that? I kind of feel like it needed to be said, like it it just needed to like someone, some or some people, some guys, whatever needed to, to come out just just to kind of clear the air. It was like that um, elephant that's been in the room for like decades and decades and decades, but no one wants to really you know like talk about it. Now it's out there. Now hopefully people can just you know let it go, move on. There's always been gay athletes, and, and there always will be. I I, I don't really don't even get why there's an issue with it. Um, Charles Barkley said um, that someone told him, it, I think it was Kurt Schilling, um, told told him that um, pretty much um, um, I didn't care who Jason Collins slept with before he made 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 the announcement, and I sure don't care who he's sleeping with after he's uh, made, made right. the announcement. So pretty Isn't much that- I, I I totally agree. Why should we care? Just like I think it's really time. about I think it's really about the perception of like if you're in professional sport you have to be hard and and if you're a gay you can't be and I think that's what the whole controversy is no about. Not, right. I think right. Probably, yeah, the whole stereotype okay. that if you are homosexual you can't be you would you wouldn't be tough enough to make it in a professional sport. sport. And yeah. I think that's really what um, the whole controversy and, and the reason people coming, somebody coming out, it's a big deal saying, you know what, I am in this sport, I am doing well, and I'm homosexual, and it has nothing to do with my masculinity. Uh, my sexual preference doesn't have anything to do with that. So I think that's really what it's right. about. Yeah. Okay. And 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 also, I just found it um, interesting how some some people are um, are are saying, okay, Jason Collins was never a good player, so this doesn't show that, you know, he's the um, best ace for, you know, gay athletes because he's not, you know, the um, strongest. He's not the the um, winning player. Name. You, know, you know what I'm what saying? It's like they're, 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 they're kind of, you know, pissing on them. They always want more. Nothing is ever good enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It'll never be enough. Never, so. But yeah, so that continues. That com- All right. All right. Thanks, street- water. water. You there? Hold on. Can you hear me real, real quick? Real quick. Word on the street yeah, also is, is okay. Cool. Um, is that football players, NFL players are 
supposed to be coming out together. I, I believe four football players are supposed to be coming out um, within the next month to two months. So sometime over the summer. So that will be the next thing people will be talking about as far as with that subject. And let's see what else is going on in sports. Let's see. O.J. Simpson wants a um, new trial. Arr! Yeah. O.J. O.J., brother, you got away with, allegedly got away with murder. So, I, right. you know, kind of, you know, O.J., just do your thing, do your time, move on, you know. So he, That won't be any moving on. Yeah, he's probably going to die in prison. That's what he's trying to avoid. He's probably like sixty-eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's to get out, right? He's, <laughs> right. He's, he's snuggling up with um, Boo Boo or Debo or Peaches or somebody. Oh, so he, just, he needs to just, you know, get in where he can fit in. Right. But, but, oh well. Sorry, OJ. Sucks to be you, bro. Sucks to be you. And that's pretty much OJ, it, man. Okay. What a sports. Yeah, that's it. It's a light. All right, everyone, as light. always, we appreciate you. So hopefully more will you? happen next week. Where can they follow you? Say what? Where can they follow you? Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. You can follow me, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all, A-Ron Cosby, A-R-O-N, Cosby, like Bill. That's that's it. That's where, that's where you can follow me. Talk to you next <laughs> week. All right. <laughs> All right, Janera, it's all yours. Okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Ms. Ferguson? How you doing? How was your mother's day? I know you guys did a lot of shopping, didn't you? I actually didn't because I'm supposed to be saving money, but I know I say that every week. But, no, I really didn't go shopping. What? I, I didn't. I really didn't. I was so proud of myself. I had to lock myself in the room. But, no, I did not go shopping. I wanted to because they had well, a lot of stuff going on. Thank you. But um, and actually still, speaking of that, they actually still have a lot of stuff going on um, that's carrying over to today and tomorrow. So that's what I want to share with you all tonight. Um, Old Navy is having a gene sale, and, it's, and they have their jeans just starting out at $19. And I don't know if you know anything about Old Navy jeans, but they have tons of cuts and styles and colors to choose from. So I absolutely love shopping at Old Navy for their jeans because if I'm just trying to get, like, a trend jean, and not necessarily a pair of jeans that's going to, well, no, Old Navy has, you know, jeans that last forever. But, you know, if I'm just trying to shop a trend, I don't like spending a lot of money on trends. So I usually go to Old Navy for that kind of stuff. Um, the Gap, if you shop there now, you can save 30% off of your entire purchase. And if you're shopping online, you need to use code GAP30. Um, Nine West, I usually talk about Nine West because I absolutely love them. Um, Nine West is having a friends and family sale, but you have to hurry and stop because that sale ends tonight. Um, and if you shop Nine West uh, friends and family sale, you can save up to thirty. You can save thirty percent off of your entire purchase. Um, Wet Seal. Now that's a little store. It's like a little penny box store. I go to get like little knickknack tops and everything. Um, they're having a sale on all of their uh, swimming gear, cover ups, and sandals. And they're having a buy one get one fifty percent off sale. So if you buy one, if you buy one of any of their swimming gear, cover ups, or sandals, you can get the other one at half off. Oh, the limited. That's another store I always talk about. They're having a sale um, now. And if you shop where you can get forty percent off of your original prices, if you shop now, 
And also, they're giving you an additional 25% off of their clearance items. And they usually have tons of things on the clearance rack, and you can even look online. Macy's, um, if you shop Macy's now, you can get 25 to 40% off of all dresses during their dress sale. Neiman Marcus is having a sale today only. Um, and this is on all of their Kohan products, and this is for men and women. Even though I know this is supposed to be like sort of geared towards Mother's Day for all of you late shoppers. Um, they're having a Kohan event. So if you shop now, you can get 40% off of all of, of all of their Kohan products during this Kohan event. And speaking of Neiman Marcus, um, Neiman Marcus Last Call is giving an extra 30% off of all handbags, women's shoes, jewelry, and scarves. So I know I talk about Last Call a lot, but I just want to remind everybody that Last Call by Neiman Marcus is Neiman Marcus's outlet store. So you can get just as great, you know, the great stuff as you can get in Neiman Marcus. You're just not paying the Neiman Marcus price. Um, and Target, um, I absolutely love, like, some of their home decor. They're having a home decor sale, and you can if you can save up to 25% off of all of their home decor, and you can save up to 65% off of their clearance items, and that includes everything. Um, that's on clearance. That's clothes, home decor, uh, shoe, shoes, jewelry, anything that's on clearance, you can save up to 25% off. And um, today, this is the last one that I have. Today is the last day to shop New York and Company and save 40% off of everything in the store. And that was um, that's part of their Mother's Day event. All right. And that's all, that's all I have for you guys this evening. Well, well as always, thank you. And that can be found on uh, BudgetTopHollow.com, right? Yep, it surely can. And there'll be a link on our Facebook page. Thank you, Ms. Ferguson, as always, okay? Thank you, Ms. Ferguson. All right, talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with hot topics with our uh, guest panel. Right back after this. Celebrate Entrepreneur's Biggest Night live from West Hollywood, California. The 2013 EOTM Awards, Sunday, August 4th at the beautiful Pacific Design Center. Red carpet and celebrity-studded awards show highlighting all things entrepreneurship. Nominees and presenters scheduled to attend Bruce Valanche, Farrah Abraham, Tammy Roman, Jake Short, Carlin Jeffrey, Adam Barter, Matt Martin, Eric Zuli, Latoya Luckett, Jasmine Brand, Christian Keys, Mary Marrow, Vincent Ward, Josh Feldman, CeCe Perkinson, Cynthia Manley, Fawn, Chili Moe, Mimi Foss, Don Lee Heising, Jared Masters, Macy Bookout, Barbara Niven, and many more to be confirmed. Performances by Billy Lord, Adam Barter, Chioki Damachi, Leon, Ron Anthony with Don Cannon, and more. Win tickets by tweeting hashtag EOTM Awards, hashtag Think Entrepreneurship. Visit www.eotmawards.com, www.eotmawards.com for more info. Welcome back to the Stephen Ice Show. Before we go on, I do want to mention the EOTM Awards. It'll be the first awards show for this network um, in August in L.A., go to EOTMAwards.com. The Stephen Knight Show has been nominated for several awards, including uh, Best Inter uh, Internet Radio Host and Best Internet Producer, Radio Show Producer. So definitely uh, check them out for more information. It's going to be a great event um, in August, so check that out. Now, um, there's been so much going on in the news lately, and from scrutiny over Kim Kardashian's pregnancy weight gain, uh, to the rescue of Amanda Berry in Cleveland, an ongoing debate regarding same-sex marriage. So tonight
So I've asked the panel of guests to come on and briefly just go through some of the topics that have been just all over the place here recently. Let me start off by introducing our guest panel. We have Wade. What's up, Wade? What's going on? All right, we have Renee. What's going on, Renee? Hey, Stephen. All right, Chike. Our Chike. I'm back. <laughs> the one and only Chike. <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> Shot. Hey, what's going on? And of course, Ms. Parker. Ms. Parker, thank you. Um, so before we let's go into this. Uh, we only have a few minutes, so let's go into it. So first thing I want to talk about is uh, Mark Sanford. If you remember, he was the South Carolina governor who um, cheated on his wife, had the affair with the Argentinian mistress, who he wrote all those lovely letters to. Um, they were divorced. His wife filed for divorce in 2010 after the affair. In 2012, he was engaged to his mistress, and then um, and this year he is running for the Senate, and he actually has been nominated for Senate. So the question is, is there life after um, affair in, in uh, politics? Let's start with you, Wade. What do you think about that? Well, obviously, they have the wrong things in their mind. I don't feel like somebody is dishonest in their relationship at home, even though it's separate from your work. At the same time, you have to look at that person's integrity, and if you can't be trusted on that scale, you may not be able to be trusted as far as the, the job is serious as politics. Okay. Uh, Renee, what do you think about that? I kind of I, I agree with Wade. I, I feel the same way. I think, you know, it really depends on the politician. You, you see there are some that recover and some that do not, based on certain other aspects as Okay. Anyone disagree? Because you know we had the whole thing with Bill Clinton who I disagree. Okay, Ms. Parker. <laughs> Sorry, um, I think that we should leave it up to the the voters who are voting and who he's going to be representing. They should make the decision whether or not they want him to represent them. Secondly, right. I do think that. Um, there could be a separation between life and, you know, your personal life and your professional life. I know a lot of right. people who, the only thing that I would question is, you know, from reading his letters and keeping up with kind of what was going on during that period, he seemed to be a very emotional person. I'm always a little wary of emotional leaders. But um, yeah. uh, aside from that, I think that it's up to the people he's going to be representing, not, you know, not the general population, but his, his you know, particular um yeah. Right, he's a representative, and I also feel like you know there can be a separation between uh, your personal life and your professional your professional life. You know, and I think we all have some level of dishonesty. You know, no matter how you want to you want to put that, and I think that his wife dealt with it the way that she needed to, um, and that now you know everyone deserves to revamp themselves and change and change and 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 you know maybe better themselves. Who knows? Maybe he's changed. Who knows? So. We'll see what the voters say, okay. right? Exactly, because because they had endorsed him, and then it came out that he was sneaking around his wife, his ex-wife's house, and then um. Well, he wanted to watch. He wanted to watch the football game with his son. Of course, you know his wife, said. and they're not they're not on very good terms. Right. So from what I've read, um, they're not on very good terms, and he wanted to watch the game, and and it wasn't his day or night or whatever the the yeah. circumstances were, his weekend. So you know he's. To a little boy to sneak him in, and they watch the game together. 
you know, I think that's that's kind of just, you know, internal family issues that right. they need to work out. Doesn't it really I don't think have anything to do with how he's gonna represent uh, the people that, that are gonna vote for him. Yeah, because you think sometimes your family your family drama can be different from what you do actually at work. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but just personally, I know I'm a different person in my personal life than I am in my professional life. I'm a no-nonsense, you know, straight-focused person in my professional life. And I definitely wish I was like that in my personal life, but my personal life is a lot different from how I conduct myself in my professional life. So I can see how those two things can be very different. Yeah. When you're in politics, your reputation is everything, and that was just bad judgment. So if he's not bright enough to use judgment in a situation like that, I, I just wouldn't trust his judgment in, in other areas. I'm not saying he should be perfect. But at the same time, your your reputation is more important if you're in politics as as opposed to being a cab driver. That's a good point. Very true. Very true. Very true. Let's move forward to Jody Arias' trial. Now, she was the one who she's recently was um, uh, found guilty of first-degree murder for her killing her long-term boyfriend back in 2008. Um, I why it took him five years. Yeah. That's the part I don't well, understand why it's been five years. Yeah. Well, sometimes it takes a long time for these murder trials, but she initially said it was self-defense after he attacked him, and they found out that she killed him in, after being jealous. So, so they said that she was, you know, she's in in jail now, waiting her sentencing. She said in a recent interview, let me, I want interested in what you think about this cheat case. She said in, in the in sentencing recently, I'm not sentencing, I'm sorry, but she was found guilty, and she hopes she gets the death penalty because she's not, her family has a history of living long-term, and she doesn't want to spend her time confined to jail. So she'd rather get the death penalty and be done with it. But, and now that is one selfish bee. <laughs> <laughs> that is one selfish bee. Once again, it's all about her. <laughs> I, I for one, I for one don't believe in the death penalty. But you know, it's her life, and they're, they're putting her on suicide watch. They don't want her to kill herself. But yeah. if she wants her fate to be death over being in a lockbox for the rest of her life, that's her business. More power to her. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't believe in the death penalty. If she wants to take her own life, that's between her and God. Yeah, because apparently she's on suicide watch now, apparently over the weekend, and maybe she tried something, and now they've moved her. So she's in, uh, on suicide watch back in the original jail. David, I know you joined us. Any thoughts on this case? Um, No, nah, man. I'm really just sitting back listening to all of y'all. Carry on. <laughs> all right, so this is the one I'm very interested in. I'm going with you, Rashad, because we talked about this shot. Amanda Berry, um, she was... She went vanishing when she was 17 years old, found 10 years later at 27, living with Ariel uh, Castro who and three other women, um, Gina DeJesus, I think, and um, Michelle Knight. And apparently um, some of them had children. Amanda had a child, six-year-old child, by Ariel um, Castro, pending uh, um, paternity test. Now, I know we talked about this earlier, and you said, how can someone live in 10 years and not try to escape? What are your thoughts on that, Chuck? Well, I think it's a little deeper than just being captured for 10 years and not trying to escape. Because, like, since this story has uh, breaked, there's been so much reports of so many things happening. So 
I mean, we haven't heard that side of the story, so we can't really say cohesively what transpired right, right. and he did, in fact, try to escape. So, I mean, right. if it were me, not a female, <laughs> but if it were me, I can't see how it's possible, even though I was a kid. I mean, at at some point, because you're not unknown or you're not unknowing of life or what, what goes on. So, at some point, I would think, for me, I mean, I would try to escape. I don't see how it's possible to keep me for 10 years. So, right. I agree. Anyone have a... Anyone want to chime in? No, I just wanted to jump in really, really quick and say, I, I, I mean, there must have been some serious, um, you know, manip- you know, mind manipulation or brainwashing that happened, but that to go on um, for ten years, um, especially if it's it's three, it was three of them, yes. Yeah, there's yeah, three of them. My thing is, why didn't they just find a day, you know, hey, we, the three of us are going to gang up together and do what we need to do to get away from this person? Um, I just, uh, I, you know, once again, I don't know the full-out story except for the blurbs that I saw online and, and the little bit that I saw on the news. I just don't understand why they didn't find, you know, some means of, you know, you know, uniting and just getting out, get out of, getting out of there on their own. I agree. Well. Uh, well, apparently, apparently, when Amanda escaped, um, mm-hmm. you know, she was rescued by Charles Ramsey and another gentleman. The other mm-hmm. two women didn't want to leave; they were scared to leave. Yeah, so, yeah, I have, yeah, manipulation. There's, there's, there's mm-hmm. been an argument. There's, there's been an argument that when you've been in captivity for so long, you just have that right. fear of what's right. out there. Right. Yeah. It's right. called it's called a Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. If someone's held yeah. hostage for a certain amount of time, they get Stockholm Syndrome where they actually uh, are, become beholden to their captive. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And that's all you know for 10 years. So you can be scared what's on the other side. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I hear you. Um, yeah, so, we have no idea you know, in the house. Exactly. I'm sorry? Exactly. How exactly he held them captive. So it's easy for Right, 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 right. And jump this dude. He might have had them in separate rooms, chained up, and did his thing one at a time. We don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, okay, so there's been a lot of um, talk about about Charles Ramsey, Ramsey, one of the men who actually helped save the women. Um, I, I thought it was very distasteful that some of the news media took someone who actually helped save three women, and they brought up his criminal past. Um and what are, what are your thoughts on that? Someone who kind of actually stepped in, became what we consider a hero, and then he scrutinized just for helping out. What are your thoughts on that? Anybody? Hmm. Are you looking at that, that, you know, that is their business for sensationalism. That's how they get checked. So anything that they can dig up and, you know, make more headlines or have more minutes of story, you know, for air time,
Give that, give that reward to the women that have been right. captive for 10 years. You know, when right. you listen to him, you saw that he's somebody, that's just who he is. He's not right. trying to put on a show. He's not trying to, you know, get fame. He just did right. what he thought was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Right. And I just think that, like, on the flip side of that coin, you never know, um, you know, who a hero can be or, or what right. um, or what image they may come in. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's um, another thing that, you know, even though the media did what the media what, what the media did what the media does, we, we should also um, remember that at the end of the day, even though he doesn't fit the cookie-cutter um, look, at the end of the day he still was um, he still was a hero in his own right. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to uh, point out that um, Ariel uh, Castro, he's mm-hmm. founded for four counts of kidnapping and three counts of uh, of uh, rape. We'll see what happens in that case. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on. Lauren Hill. We've all learned Lauren Hill. That thing, that thing, that thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to put one other. No. So she recently was found guilty for um, tax evasion. She owed $1.8 million in back taxes, and she's going to federal jail, federal prison for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, they said during that time that she was not paying those taxes, she owned and operated four corporations over the years, and um, she was paid, her primary payment was over royalties for her music and for film. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Lauren Hill going, going to jail for? Bottom line, government want their money. Um, I mean, that's not, they, they ain't much to say. I mean, they gonna they gonna get they gonna get Wesley. They gonna get Lauren. I mean, bottom line is yes. that the 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 the, pimp, the government pimp is gonna get is gonna they gonna come for the money. You know, there are a lot of things they may let slide, but when it comes to the money, oh no, they're gonna come. They're gonna come for it. I mean, Nicholas Cage, he, he, you know, he was sentenced and I think spent some time in jail. I actually saw the government at his home when I was in New Orleans doing a tour, compensating his stuff, like moving his stuff out. They were mm-hmm. taking his stuff. So yeah. it's about their money. I owe them $600. I'm trying to pay as soon as possible. Give them the, yo, yo, on the real, render to Caesar. On the real, render to Caesar. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I find it very interesting because Lauren Hill, for for a long time, did not want to be under a, uh, a contract with any major label. And mm-hmm. right before all this happened, yeah. she signed with Sony, right? She paid up to almost a million dollars of what she owed prior mm-hmm. to sentencing. And they wanted to give her 36 months in jail, but she only got three months in jail. Mm-hmm. Because she paid, because she paid with that money she signed. I mean, she had to do what she had to do to make sure she's not in jail for three, you know, two, three years. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I, I, I wanted somebody say, I read a blog and they were going in on how it's a conspiracy and trying to keep her from doing music. And I'm like, okay, let's keep it funky. Ain't everything go, a conspiracy? Stop it. Government don't care about that. They just want their money. If she would have paid the right. full amount exactly. when it was due, she would have been left alone to do her music. Right. Right. I'm not the happiest person paying taxes either. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that, you know, the government right. should get everything that, that is due to them, but I'm just saying that's just how they operate. They don't care right. about just Right. It's not it's not everything that. that we that, that we do that we wanna do. But um <laughs> when it comes to checks when it comes to checks and balances, believe me, the government pimp is gonna get their money. Right. 
go get his money. He's going to get his money. All right, so we've heard a lot about this next topic, and there's been a lot a lot of controversy over it. Same-sex marriage. Now, some oh, of the states here in the United States, they have, they have uh, they acknowledge it, and then many, many don't. Anyone want to talk about their thoughts about not necessarily what you feel about same-sex marriage, but where do you see it going? A lot of people have kind of um, uh, compared it to the, the civil rights movement. And then a lot of civil rights advocates say, no, it's a complete different thing. What are your thoughts on same-sex marriage and how it relates to civil rights? I mean, there's there's definitely similarities, but see, the thing that gets my blood, you know, curdling is that a lot of people, and I'm and I'm not even this isn't even about um, pointing fingers, but a lot of people or genders rather make it their business to jump on the, um, I guess, civil rights. A stepping stone when it's convenient, and then once you know that agenda gets what they want, civil rights, the whole comparison to, to civil rights is is out the window. So that's my that's one of my big issues in regards to people bringing up civil rights and it being in comparison to everything on you know every other agenda under the sun. Um, that that's number one. But number two, the, the real issue that comes up in my head is for years. Um, same-sex marriages has not been allowed. So why the the big push now? And what is the real? What what's the core of you know of it being pushed um, at this present time as opposed to years before? I mean, let I me mean, let me just say this: whether or not it's compared to the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. it is. It, I think it's kind of irrelevant. I think that any anybody who's denied the right to make a free choice, we all should be concerned. First, that's my first point. My second point is, um, I think the the biggest issue, if you if if you was to read or, or do some research, is that um, there are basic human rights that are being denied to these people. So I knew someone who had been in same sex relationship and was given a speech, and they said that when their partner was dying because they were not legally married they were not allowed to see their partner. Now, someone who's been together for 26 years, I don't care if it's two cows. You should be able to see other cows to go see the other cows. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't care who you I definitely get that, and I, I, definitely, uh, I definitely get that, and I definitely agree with that. But my, well, why not change that law? Why, why are we talking about the marriage? Why do we? Yeah, I definitely have to agree. And the, why not? Why just well, with why the, not marriage? Saying, saying that they cannot be married is is something. I don't even think it's, it's political. I think it's more well, religious. What I'm saying is, my, my, point is my, my point. My point is that it's it's been like that for years. So why are we not dealing with this issue as opposed to but okay now we need to get married? Why didn't we just leave to in slavery? But that was for years. That's not a justification. Yeah, but I'm see, not but see, but, there, but there we go again. Now we're doing the slavery in comparison to same-sex marriage I'm just thing. And just because Let's things have been going for a long that. time doesn't mean it's right. You know, I understand that, but what I'm saying is leave slavery there. That's something completely separate and different from what we're talking about right now. It's what I'm saying is concept. let's deal it's with... It's the same example. It's the same, deal, it's the same concept. It's the same concept, but it's a completely different... It's a different genre of topic. We're talking, we're talking about same-sex marriage. We are not talking about the inhumane treatment of, of, of a people not treated as human beings. Let's I think what she's trying to say is there are places where gay people are not treated like human beings. I mean, it's just I'm not comparing it to slavery or anything. I'm just giving you an example of no, just because well, I, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is for a hundred years to make things correct. 
I think I think I think oh, the I... most important thing with the whole argument on that uh, issue, I think people need to stick to the point of what the covenant or what the origination uh, of you know what the origin of marriage was, like what it symbolizes. It's more than just two people being in a union. So I think right. that's where right. the argument needs to stay. So what is marriage? Marriage is something between God and two people. So if something is clearly that we're bringing religion into it. Now, we live in America where there are over 5,000 different religions, right? In, Which is true. Just, just, yes, different religions. People practice different practices of whatever, right? And okay. you, can't, you can't base your whole entire decision on one religion. Like, that's to me, it's crazy. But <laughs> I wouldn't say it's one religion, you though. You believe that. Doesn't mean but, well, that I, the next person does. I think so that I think that's universal for most religions. Like, I mean, I, I can do research to verify that, but I don't think that argument right. is any different in any other religion. Because you know, most religions have the same premise, even though their gods may be called different gods. I think right. the basis of marriage right. is still the same. But then you're bringing religion to state, you're bringing that into the same. You're bringing that into the same into the same into the same. Uh, you know, the same the same thing where you're saying that. Based on religious belief, whatever your religious belief is, should determine. We should be keeping that separate. A law should be determined on basic okay. human needs, not because of what someone believes. One of the main um, um, factors or pushes for same-sex marriages is because oh, so and so is not allowed to. You know, for example, so and so is not allowed to visit so and so in the hospital of which so-and-so and so-and-so have been living together for years. I personally believe that's wrong. Yes, so-and-so, same-sex, whatever the, the case may be, if they have been living together, they, they have a relationship, yes. Don't give me any crap about stipulations and what, you know, and what the, 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 the rules of the hospital or whatever have you are. But to then say, okay, well, now let's go for same-sex marriage. No, let's just deal with this. Let's deal with this rule. So I think I think the issue is, and a lot of people have issue with this, and I have to end this discussion. But it's more about what's it called? Is it called marriage? Is it called civil union or whatnot? Mm-hmm. But I think this is something that will continue to be talked on, talked about over time. I want to thank my guests, Wade, mm-hmm. Renee, Chike, Shai, David, and Miss Parker for um, weighing in and giving your personal perspectives. We're gonna take a quick break. Come back, sure. with Mark. Island. Come right back after this. Yep. Are you an entrepreneur on the move? EOTM Media Group has become the new voice for you. EOTM has the most outstanding public relations firm that will suit your needs as well as your budget. Thanks to EOTM Radio and staff, EOTM has climbed the ranks, reaching over 1 million listeners worldwide. Not only is EOTM Media Group mutually respected for its amazing quality, but also for their branding and marketing expertise. Everyone in the industry needs PR and marketing. So with that said, if you or someone you know needs PR or marketing solutions, Contact Carla Barnes, Head of Marketing and Branding at 213-290-3573 or visit her website at www.eotmediagroup.com or join her blog at www.eotmblog.com. What's that? You're interested in hearing a few live shows? Visit our radio page at www.eotmradio.com. Thanks for your time. This commercial is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Classic City Records. 
All right, welcome to Stephen I back to the Stephen I show. Many of you may remember um, my interview with Mark Eisenhart, who once weighed over 100 pounds, excuse me, but um, after <laughs> watching his father pass away, he decided to make a complete transformation. Today he's a sponsored athlete, transformational speaker, actor, and spokesperson. Uh, tonight he joins us to give us an update on where he his journey has been since uh, last being on the show. Please help me welcome Mark Eisenhart. Welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on the show, Stephen. How are you? Thank you. Sorry for having you hold so long. We had so much heated debates, but, you know, I actually like that kind of stuff. But, you know, well, before the show, go. um, I'm sorry? Oh, you got to go with the flow. You got to, that's okay. It's all good. I just wasn't exactly. sure you knew I was there. Yeah. But, you know, you were on the show a few months ago, and you talked about you talked about your transformation and what made you make the decisions. Now, I know this time of year is kind of bittersweet for you because it is the anniversary um, of your passing of your father. Tell us about what has gone on since being on this show a few months ago. Well, this is um, there's a lot of things that have actually come up for me since my last appearance on the show, and a lot of great things. But I have to be frank, I'm 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 actually really at a point now where um, I have a really important decision to make, and I'm. I'm really evaluating the uh, my next move and the, the direction that my energy is going in. I am uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on as far as some interest now. From uh, we have four different tables on the, our discussions on the table for a reality show, and uh, wow. I've, I've wrapped on a mini documentary that was filmed back in Cleveland. Now that's in post production, and I have some interest now about a a feature-length documentary film from three different filmmakers here in L.A., but I have to be honest, I'm at a point now where I'm evaluating um, the uh, the extent to which I have been effective uh, and really doubting, um, for example, whether or not uh, I should publish my book, whether or not I should move forward with um, these possibilities. I, I, As you know, I've been on over 100 TV and radio shows, including some big yep. shows like The Doctors on CBS and American Ninja Warrior yep. and in, in a dozen magazines. And I'm questioning the extent to which I'm, I have been effective in conveying my message and wondering if maybe I wouldn't be better served um, focusing my energy, for example. Uh, uh, publishing a book can be a little bit of a wild card. You never know how it's going to land. And I'm wondering maybe if I wouldn't be better off as a as a spokesperson or as an activist, for example, to support local sustainable agriculture, going around sharing my experience with people who are still diabetic, being an advocate away from the standard American diet to a plant-based diet, being an advocate for the humane treatment of animals. I might actually be able to do better, uh, be of greater service doing that than publishing a book or adapting it for film. I'm really questioning myself at this point. How effective well, that's I very interesting. It's very interesting because, you know, most people, and, I, you know, I can't speak for you or anyone else, but I know a lot of people, they get the chance, a reality show, you know, that's that's where this culture is going to, reality shows, reality shows, and they would jump on, jump on it without a question of a doubt, but you're more concerned about how you can best be used. So tell us the difference. It, what, what is, what's your apprehension as to moving forward and putting yourself out there as opposed to putting out your bigger cause and what you're trying to um, get out there. 
Well, I like I like how you framed it because this whole thing has been architected in such a way that it was designed to land so that other people could benefit from my experience, so that other people right. could be inspired and empowered to take control of their health, their well-being, whatever it is. Um, and so on one level, uh, it would seem that this this next phase of my transformation down to 7% body fat, down to my optimum weight, down to, you know, the kind of fighting shape, if you will, fighting weight that I need to be in in order to advance my acting career, it would seem that having that whole thing be a reality show would be the perfect uh, way to portray it. I've got an interest from four different studios, four different possibilities, but I guess what I'm suggesting is I'm, I'm, I'm getting, they're so, it's so hard to measure this. I get so little feedback from people. Um, I, I talk to people. I engage people on social media. I've talked to people in Iceland, Finland, Tokyo, Japan, Nigeria, the Netherlands, that they've seen my interviews and they're blown away by it. But really, at the end of the day, I'm questioning, am I really making a difference? Is my story really impacting people in a way that's promoting and advocating positive and permanent changes? in their lives are people really just inspired by the story and then they go back to doing what they've always done they're not making changes and so a reality show which is something in pop culture is obviously a hot you know hot striking iron right now um it would seem like that would be a great platform for it but i'm at the point now where uh, i already feel really spread thin on where my energy is going i know how hard it is for me in this next phase to shred down to 7% body fat. The experience of, of writing a book is exhausting by itself. I'm advancing, you know, my career as a spokesperson for Warrior Force on all fronts, so that's going to meet a lot of travel, a lot of interviews. I'm just questioning, you know, I want to focus my energy in the ways in which it's going to yield the best return, and I'm just not convinced where that is right now. I've got I've got no wow. way to measure it. I've got no way to, to you know, know how effective I'm being right now. Let me ask you this. What is it that you want to accomplish? Well, there's there's a couple things. I, I'm currently the healthiest version of myself that I've ever been at any other time in my yeah. life. I, I've, I've, you know, essentially finished the work of the interior. So now I'm doing the work of the exterior because I want my exterior to match my interior. I want my, I want to be, it's one thing to be in uh, really healthy and athletic and, and in great shape, but I want my body to be as fit as my mind. I want my exterior to match my interior. So I'm moving forward with that. That's my highest priority. But I want to accomplish in doing that, though, is that other people who are at different points in their life are inspired to take my experience and go, you know what, I'm going to do this. Another, you know, I'm, I'm pushing for the cover of Men's Health magazine because I want other men in their late 30s, 40s, you know, late 40s, early 50s to go, you know what, if this guy can do it, I can do it. You know what? Yeah. Uh, you know, it worked for him. It would work for me. I want people to be more than inspired. I want them to be empowered. I want them to get off their couches or whatever and do it because I really want everybody to be the healthiest, most vibrantly alive, most physically fit version of themselves that they can be. The world would be a different place. The world would be a different place if we were all on a plant-based whole foods diet, if we all took the processed foods out of our diet, if we all made time for, you know, a balanced lifestyle that included things like exercise and meditation and spending quality time with friends and family. So that's what I hope to accomplish. I mean, so let's yeah. face it, it's a very ambitious goal. It's it's a very ambitious goal. Well, I think that whatever you decide to do because your story is so powerful, 
and you've been so transparent with it, you know, talking about your struggles from drug abuse, alcohol, alcohol abuse, to feud, you know, eating, abuse them, abuse them, abuse them, <laughs> food abuse them, um, to, to making that transformation. You know what I mean? I think whatever you, whatever platform you decide to do, I think it will be uh, – it people will take it on because we can all see that in our own selves. Whether maybe not it may not be food, it may not be with drugs or alcohol, but there's something we are all abusing. And well so, let me ask you something. Let me in response okay. to that, let me ask you, how much do you think the American public really wants to make changes in their lives. I mean, how much do they, in other words, how committed are they to it? If I were to publish an ebook tomorrow that said, okay, these are the 10 most important things that I did in my year long transformation, and I believe that if you did them, you could make a miraculous transformation. If I published that ebook tomorrow, how many people do you think would buy it and do the work? Really, how committed is the American public, do you think? I think it really just depends on the platform because look at a show like The Biggest, Biggest Loser. You know what yep. I mean? That's a show about people who are overweight, losing weight, how they did it. You know what I mean? There are a lot of yep. people who who really want to make these changes, but they think it's too hard or they feel like it's going to take too much hours to do it. You know what I mean? They don't know where to start. So I really think it just depends on how it's presented to them. So it's attractive to them. They say, oh, yes, I can do this. I can see myself doing this. I think that's what it's about. Okay. Because you're someone okay. that... You know, you said, okay, something has to change. Yeah. We've all said that. Something yeah. has to change. Right. And you made the moves to change it. Right. Look at you now. I saw the picture. You sent me a promo picture. I said, wow. Yeah. Wow. He has made some serious changes. So, yeah. Unfortunately, most people don't wait to fix something until it's broken. You know? Right. Exactly. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when do you have to make these decisions on what you want to do? Well, it needs to be fairly soon because I've got all the pieces in play to not only get this book published and because it's mostly done, but to then launch a PR campaign with a publicist who is absolutely in the top 1% of publicists in the industry. I mean, she I can't mention her name, but she's worked on major on blockbuster films. Right. She's worked with, you know, all kinds of celebrities. So I've got the pieces in play. I've got um, the, the, you know, from the pre-production side of things, I've got the pieces in play to move forward with this thing being a documentary, and I've got to make a decision fairly quickly about it. So uh, I don't have a hard target date or time, but it's got to be soon because I've got to, you know, you can only waver on the fence for so long. Well, he, my advice is I think you should do it because, <laughs> let me tell you why, because your story is so prolific that it can inspire a lot of people. And the biggest platform you have to expose in that story, the most amount of people you'll you'll reach. And I think that you really should do it. You you have made you should and I I I hope you are. I think you should be very proud of where you've come from, and what you've accomplished. And I think that the higher platform you have of showing that message, is yours, and you deserve it. So well, I appreciate I really that. I do, I do. I appreciate I, I really, it. And, and, Thank you. I do. And let me just say, you know, you, you've touched upon something. I don't know if you meant to, but w let's suppose I do. When I do publish the book, and if, and if it does come out as a film, the weight loss story is only one piece of it. It's only oh, one piece exactly. of it. Exactly. 
You know, the, the drugs and the alcohol, the depression, all that stuff. That That's oh, yeah. a story that's going to be very difficult for people to hear. And at times they're going to be, um, frankly, stunned about how sick I was. But that's ultimately going to impact people in a more profound way than a weight loss story. Absolutely. But but most people who have um, excess weight or, or even that much weight on them, it's more than just the weight. There's that's a story right. behind the weight. The weight that's is not right. just what that's what we see, but there's that's more right. to it just being overweight. So oh, you're that absolutely story right. Was very, yeah, it speaks for it speaks for a lot of people. A lot. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. The 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 being overweight is just a symptom of that. I came from exactly. okay. I weighed 455 pounds, but you know what? I said this before. More importantly, I had a 45 caliber. I had my dad's sidearm with the round in the chamber and the hammer cocked up to my temple for three days. That gun is powerful enough to blow my head clean off my shoulders. And I had it up to my temple, and I was just trying to think of a reason not to squeeze the trigger. I came from a place where I was that in that much darkness, that place that's cold and all alone, that I decided that the only way out was up. That's a message that I think ultimately is going to impact people's lives way more than a weight loss story. Exactly, exactly. I I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. You know, your story is somewhat, something that when I first read, I said, wow, this is someone I want to talk to. And, you know, I think it's an ongoing story. It's not just, you know, overnight. But I, I appreciate you being transparent, open, because there's someone out there who's going through the same thing. You know what I mean? And they, yep. they haven't heard of you. So to hear someone else has gone through it and who was, was going through it, I think that inspired, that's inspiration itself. Well, thank you. Know you. I, mean? I do appreciate your posture. I do. Thank you. I appreciate it. So where can people keep up with you um, if they want to, you know, know what's going on in your life or how they well, can reach out to you? I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna give you my website because um, – this is um, this is you can link up to me through Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Yahoo, YouTube, all that stuff. www.getempowerednow.com. Empowered is spelled with an I, like impulse power. Um, and if you want to learn things more uh, more about like my diet, I've got a bunch of videos that are up on YouTube. I talk about meditation, energy work, my diet. You can watch them. I'm affectionately calling it Mark TV. There's a bunch of videos up on YouTube. And you want to learn more about things like meditation and yoga and spirituality you can click on the guy MTV icon on my website too. But um, what you're going to, what I'm going to say is I'm going to turn over all my branding and my social media and stuff down to a big firm here in Beverly Hills. And I'm going to, I'm going to leave it up to the experts because for as much as my story is propagated out there, we expect somewhere between 40 to 45 million people all over the world with all the press coverage that I've gotten. The conversion back to social media has been disproportionately low. So I'm turning all my social media branding and all that stuff over to uh, uh, the biggest firm here in Beverly Hills. So I'm going to get a, a bit of an overhaul as far as my Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and YouTube and viral video presence uh, in the next probably in the next couple, three, four weeks. So you're going to see some profound changes in, in how I show up in that way. Okay. Well, look, Mark, I appreciate you for being on here, being transparent. Yep for opening your story, you know what I mean? There are people out there that are listening tonight who they're they're in that same place. You know what I mean? You've accomplished a lot and they don't know where to start. So I thank you for thank being you. open and out there for everybody. And uh for more information, definitely go on our Facebook page. We have a, a link where you can link up with Mark 
his team, and they will get you in the right place. Mark, have a great night, okay? Yeah, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure to be on the show. All the best to you, sir, and um, I look forward to staying in touch with you. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. And uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with Steven's playlist. All right. You're listening to the Steven Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steed and Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Steed and Night Show. Now it's time to go on to Steven's playlist. We receive music from people all over the country. I'm going to be featured in this segment. Each week we select artists from all over the country um, to play on our playlist. Tonight our playlist features songs by independent and major artists, including Chris Brown, Kendrick Lamar, Miguel, and many more. If you're interested in being featured, please email us at thestevenightshow at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, I'm sorry, one or two promotional pictures um, and songs that must be edited for radio. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. You know, I want to really... Before we go, I'm going to close with the playlist. So before we leave, I want to thank our guest, um, Mark Eisenhart, always for being transparent and telling his story. I know there's a lot of people who can relate to his story, so definitely check him out, you guys. And also our guest panel, Renee, uh, Wade, Chike, Shad, and all David and uh, Ms. Parker for, you know, just being open about what they feel about hot topics. You know, everyone has an opinion Everyone has thoughts on what they would do in the situation, um, and we we recognize that and we appreciate that. Um, next week, I want to. I'm very excited because next week I'm going to feature my new single on the Stephen Knight Show. It's called "Let You Go," featuring Nayeer Leon. It's a hot song. It's a summer song. It's a song that I've been waiting to put out for a minute. I recently went in and recorded some new vocals for it. Nayeer kills it. He's been on the show. He was formerly known as Fast So Skinny. Um, you're going to love the song, I'm sure. But um, let's go on to the playlist right now. The first song is by yours truly, Stephen Knight, entitled On Hold. It's from my 2009 EP, Nightlife. Check it out. On Hold, Stephen Knight. Enjoy the playlist.
Like a criminal, success is so imminent. Pink champagne, black rose right, eggplant, double breasted soup from Tom Ford. Born for yours, left faders in the fall. Look up in the sky, bet you recognize a boss. Look into my eyes as I fantasize for us. Still lacking shot like this is a crash crush. Money coming fast, I'm never in a rush, no. Plus another 20 in a tuck. Send me in a truck, another 40 on the wrist For the meal on my mind, got me living like I pitched Dodger Robin Gibbons, ballin' like I'm Roger Clemens Still in the game, uniform all in it She gets Chanel, ski trips to Vail Only the highest grade, like trees that I inhale
Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. So shine bright. 